The Dallas Stars got back in the win column on Sunday afternoon with a 5-1 to win over the Philadelphia Flyers. And on today's episode, we're going to break down this game. Tons of great storylines from this matchup. Mate Blumel got his first NHL goal. Jake Ottinger returned to form. And we'll talk a little bit about the Stars roster and how the Stars are getting the most bang for their buck. All of this coming up on a Monday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, November 14th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. And you can find us on social media at Locked On Stars on Instagram and Twitter as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. But let's not waste any more time and jump into today's episode. A fun one uh, for a nice change of pace after last week with a couple of losses to the Jets and the Sharks. The Stars are back in the win column and with 19 points now on the season, they dominate the Philadelphia Flyers from start to finish. 5-1 to one, the final score in game one of this three-game road trip. And like I said to open the show, a ton of really good storylines from this game, an all-around good day for the team. But the best storyline of the day, of course, has to be Mate Blumel, the rookie scoring his first career NHL goal and only his second NHL game. Uh, and it was just a, a thing of beauty. Early on in the game, a good feed from Tyler Sagan, who had the puck along the boards, hits Blumel uh, in the slot on his way to the net, and then he finishes with a really sick backhand uh, over the Flyers' netminder, who could do nothing. He was powerless to stop the move, uh, and as soon as the puck hit Blumel's stick, I, I thought uh, for sure that this was going to go in. It was just meant to be great feed, great finish, great move, and really happy for him all around to get his first NHL goal, first NHL point, and only his second game played. Uh, and, you know, it's just really nice to see another Stars rookie make a pretty immediate impact with the team. I mean, you look at guys like Jacob Peterson, Riley Damiani, who scored in their first game, Wyatt Johnston scored in his first game earlier this season. Really good stuff from a guy that has been kind of a underground fan favorite ever since training camp and the preseason where he put up some really impressive numbers for the team in a lot of those exhibition games. And he did make his debut on Friday night against the Sharks, sk sta skated 12 minutes, 46 seconds on Friday night, and skated a little bit less on Sunday, although the Stars did spend a little bit more time on the penalty kill and a little bit on the power play as well. So maybe that factored into it just a little bit, but he still got some decent minutes 
skating 10 minutes and 36 seconds on Sunday, but he certainly did make the most of the opportunities that he got. Of course, putting the Stars on top early in the game, uh, a really important goal. It's important for the Stars to score first this season. Most of the time when they score first in games, they end up winning, uh, and he was a huge part in that and got the momentum rolling for this Stars team early in Sunday's contest. And Blumel just continues to be one of the better stories across the league and certainly one of the best stories within the Stars organization. I mean, he's just a really great player and been an inspiration so far through the early stages of his North American hockey career. He was drafted 100th overall by the Edmonton Oilers in 2019, a fourth round pick, and the Oilers just let him go in the summer of 2021. Didn't re-sign him, didn't really make much effort to reclaim him or to at least maintain his rights. So he does not continue to be a member of the Oilers two years after they drafted him. And then in 2021-2022, he went home and played hockey in the Czech Republic. And then this past offseason, the Stars front office, the Stars scouting staff, not really sure who it was that went out and found uh, Mate Blumel, but props to that person or the group of people that did that because he seems to be a really good pickup for the Stars so far. The Stars pretty much got him for nothing. They didn't have to trade for him. They didn't have to really make any cuts in order to get him. He's currently on an entry-level contract making $925,000, and he will be on that ELC next year as well, making the same amount of money according to Cap Friendly. And even before he got the call-up to the NHL club, he was showing a lot of promise in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars. He had 11 points in nine games played, five of those being goals and the other six, of course, being assists. And this is just shaping up to be another great move by the Stars front office. The Stars front office has been on a pretty good streak as far as drafting as of late. Uh, the verdict's still out on some of the picks from the 2022 draft, but some of those guys looking really sharp with their junior clubs right now. Uh, and even, you know, guys on the roster right now at the NHL level, a few AHL guys, the Stars front office continues to draft with excellence, and they also have a knack for going out and finding good free agent talent or, you know, making some good trades as well. Scott Wedgwood was a good pickup for the team. Uh, and even, you know, Vlad Nemestikov last season, and as weird as it was that he was there and now he's gone, seemed to be a pretty nice piece for the Stars team. But the, the, I think this front office and Jim Neal, they really just know how to put a good roster together. Uh, and they have done so with a new head coach in Pete DeBoer that seems to be utilizing just about everyone on the roster, all the, all the forwards, all the defensemen, and getting the most out of them. He's utilizing them in the best way possible and helping them use their strengths and putting them in good positions for them to be successful. And as a result, the team in general has been successful under the leadership of DeBoer and the crafting of the lineup from Jim Nil and the front office. And Matej Blumel seems to be fitting that mold very, very well. There was a lot of optimism that he would make his NHL debut sometime this season. I don't know how many people expected it to be this early on, uh, but better late than never. And it, it seems like he could be around for the foreseeable future. And if he continues to score goals like he did on Sunday in Philadelphia, I am all 40s. A young kid still got a bright future ahead of him, and he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. A lot to prove getting drafted in the fourth round in 2019. And he's come a long way since then. Uh, and if his trajectory is any indication, he still has a long way to go in the rest of his career. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will continue to talk about Sunday's win over the Flyers, and we'll take a look at Jake Ottinger, who bounced back in a big way. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. 
Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents used Fast Protect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. SimpliSafe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door with HD security cameras for both inside and outside. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when the threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we're keeping the train rolling on this Monday episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. You guys know the drill. Thank you for the continued support. And we're continuing to talk about Sunday's big win, the Stars 5-1 over the Philadelphia Flyers. And a big part of it, of course, the offense. Matei Blumel gets his first NHL goal. Jason Robertson gets, what, his 10th of the season. Luke Glendening gets a shorthanded goal. Essa Lindell had a quiet three-point game, including a goal of his own. Uh, just an overall dominant performance from the Dallas Stars. Joe Pavelski, of course, getting the tip in. Nothing new. It's what he's been doing for 17 years in this league. And uh, just an all-around good team effort. And, of course, the backbone of that team effort was netminder Jake Ottinger, who had a rough outing Friday night against the San Jose Sharks. Didn't face that many shots. Only 18 shots on goal, but he allows five to get into the back of the net. And you could just see and hear from him after the game in his press conference that he was disappointed. He knew that he could be better. And he comes out on Sunday in Philadelphia, and he was just that. He was much, much better, and he was much sharper in this game against the Flyers. 37 saves on 38 shots on net. Uh, only one goal allowed, and if we're being honest, I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. It was a very good play by the Philadelphia Flyers. Travis Konechny, the team's leading scorer, getting the goal, that top line for the Flyers. Very good this season. Not too much offense from the rest of that team, but when that top line for the Flyers is out there on the ice, they can certainly do some damage, and they caught the Stars' defense a little bit lacking in that moment. They made a good play. They beat Jake Ottinger outright, but Jake never let the puck Crossed the red line after that one goal he surrendered. And the Stars played fine around him. It certainly was not their best game as a performance as far as putting themselves and putting Jake in a position to, you know, not allow a ton of pressure. The Stars racked up 12 penalty minutes, but Jake went nine for nine when his team was on the penalty kill. That has been a huge part of the Stars kill being as good as it's been this season is, of course, getting, you know, a guy like Jake Ottinger in the crease to try and stop some of those shots that get sent his way when his team is down a man. And Jake just absolutely needed to have a bounce back game like this on Sunday in Philadelphia. I mean, you look at his early young career, he rarely plays bad games back to back. If he has a bad performance, he talks about how he needs to be better. And then he goes out and proves it, whether they have practice or not, he goes out and makes the proper preparations in order to get ready for the next game. And you can tell that he very much 
did that in Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon. He looked very, very good and seemed to be back to form. Uh, and he made some good saves on Friday against the Sharks as well. I think there, there's something to be said about him getting reacclimated in that matchup. And now it seems that he's finally back in the swing of things and should be ready to go. I mean, he's a guy that he's going to stumble every now and then because as good as some goalies are in this league, no goalie is perfect. No goalie is going to pitch a shutout or a one or two goal performance every single game. You got to expect goalies to stumble at some point, but it's all about how you respond, how you go about stopping the bleeding, which the Stars did as a team, and Jake Ottinger did as well. Facing a ton of shots, 38 it is no small task, and he saves 37 of those shots. And the team, like I said, I mean, they did fine in front of him. Uh, there were a few mistakes, a few penalties that were committed, but I think one of the biggest things that helped Jake Ottinger in this game was his team's performance in the faceoff circle. The Stars won 74% of their face-offs. And I know that Josh Bogard and Razor touched on this on the broadcast, whether you were listening on the radio or watching on TV, but the Stars were just dominant uh, on the face-off dot all game, whether it was in the offensive zone or in their own defensive zone, which I think took some of the burden off Jake as well. The Stars were winning a lot of face-offs in their own zone, and then more likely than not, that led to a good zone clearance, and they were able to get the puck away from Jake Ottinger, which is always a good thing in terms of putting your goalie in a good position, is not having the puck around him. Uh, and the Stars historically over the past several seasons have been a very good face-off team, and they took advantage of Philadelphia not having some of the guys that they've had in the past, like Claude Giroux, who have been good face-off guys, certainly not one of the better face-off teams through the early stages of this season. And the Stars noticed that, and they took advantage, and that was a huge key to the win overall, but I think also a huge key as far as setting Jake up for success was not letting the Flyers get set up in their own zone off of face-offs, at least not very often. 74% off face-offs is very, very good. I know 74% may seem like a weird number if you're looking at a math test or something like that, but as far as face-off percentage, that is fantastic, and that's something that hopefully the Stars can try to replicate as time goes on, and they can continue to be a great face-off team with guys like Rope Hintz, Luke Glendening, Tyler Sagan, Roddick Foxa, Jamie Benn. I mean, there's a ton of guys that you can put on that face-off dot, and there's a good chance that those guys can very much win any puck battle uh, against just about anyone else in this league. And Jake, in general, to go back to him, uh, he continues to look healthy. I, I don't think that you know any health concerns that may have arisen on Friday I think have now been put to rest. And even he said after the game that he felt fine. I think the coaching staff thought that he looked you know, looked and felt fine on Friday. And he seemed to really be back to himself on Sunday, which is all you can ask for. And I, and I still don't really know the extent of what the injury was that he suffered against the Rangers a while back. But whatever it was, it seems to be behind him right now, which I'm very grateful for. And I know many of you listening and watching the team are as well because the Stars need him to continue to be great, especially on this road trip. Got to try to get a few, at least two, if not three or four more points to close out this road trip before heading home for uh, quite a few games, but some pretty tough games against some divisional opponents. Should be a really interesting stretch to see if Jake can continue. This hot streak can kind of get back to where he left off whenever he got injured. I, I mean, I think he had been in the groove and he had really been doing well. And then you get taken out. You have to rehab. You're not with your team on a road trip. And now he's back with the team all the time. He's practicing with them, traveling with them, playing with them. And, and it's just really great to see. And so I think he's now starting to get back into his rhythm and he's going to be yet another guy that's going to be tough to get by and tough to crack on a nightly basis if you are the opposition. If you're going against the Stars, you got to be worried to go up against their skaters, go up against their defensemen, but then you also have a monster wearing the number 29 in the net. And he, Jake Ottinger continuing to provide great value for the Stars with his new contract making $4 million this season and so far has been worth every 
penny. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. And speaking of great value, when we come back, we will talk about a big reason why the stars are so successful, and it's because they're putting their money where their mouth is. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at, as well at BetOnline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix, so you can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. All right, let's close out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars, talking about this team as a whole. Seems to hopefully the Stars be back on track in their winning ways. A dominant win on Sunday, looking to carry that momentum into Tuesday's game with the Lightning and Thursday's context, contest with the Florida Panthers. And one of the best parts of this season has been the fact that the Stars, when they're at their best, are getting production from all over the roster, whether that's the bottom six, whether it's the top line, whether it's the defensemen. There's not very many guys on this team who seem to be lacking or really dragging the team down with their performance or lack thereof. And what's really great to see is if you look at this roster and look at the cap-friendly page uh, for the Dallas Stars, you can see that a lot of the guys who are making the biggest impact are also some of the guys who are making the most amount of money, which I know has been a point of contention amongst people who follow this team, especially over the summer. We all know what Stars owner Tom Gillardi had to say about the guys that are making the you know the most amount of money and sometimes not always living up to the expectations or delivering uh, on what has been expected of them. And I know that there was maybe some hesitancy there with Jason Robertson, also the Stars not being in the most ideal cap situation to sign their forward uh, their star forward, but they get it to work out. Jason Robertson making a decent amount of money, $7.75 million. That is 9.4% of the cap, but he is performing at the expectations for that price range, if not exceeding them, 23 points in 15 games. And just look at some of the other guys on this roster, some of the guys who are taking the most amount of money and seeing what their production looks like this season. Jamie Benn, $9.5 million this season, 11.5% of the cap. Jamie has 14 points in 15 games so far this season. His counterpart, Tyler Sagan, also making a lot of money, actually making the most money on this team, one of the highest paid players in the National Hockey League this season, $9.85 million, 11.9, basically 12% of the Stars' cap space. Sagan, 11 points in 15 games. You shift to the defensive side of the ice, the highest paid defenseman on the team, Miro Haskinen, making $8.45 million this season. That is just over 10% of the cap space, and Miro has 10 points in 12 games. The only knock on Miro is he hasn't been out there for all of the games. He's missed three, but when he has been on the ice, he has been incredibly productive on both sides for this team. And you even have guys who aren't on long-term deals, but are still making a decent chunk of change. Joe Pavelski, $5.5 million at 6.7% of the cap space, 17 points in 15 games at, you know, 38 years old, still continuing to play well at a high level. That is getting great value for the price that you are paying for these players. And that's just to name a few. You have a few other players on this roster who uh, I guess you could consider budget players or guys who are maybe making less uh, money than maybe what they should be. You have Rope Hintz, who is going to be in line for a big payday uh, this offseason. He's currently making $3.15 million and has 19 points in 15 games this season. 
You even have a guy like Essa Lindell who's really started to find his spot on this team. He's been a, a namestay on this team for a while now, but he's making $5.8 million this season. Had, like I said earlier, had a really big day on Sunday with three points, including a goal, two goals, five assists, seven points in total in 15 games, and also does play really well on the other side of the ice. Great value from Essa Lindell. You have Yoel Kiviranta making just over $1 million. Luke Glendinning making about $1.5 million. And then you have some really good, talented young players like Ty Delandria, Wyatt Johnston, Nils Lundquist, Matej Blumel, all on their entry-level contracts. And we talked about Jake Ottinger making $4 million this season, putting up Vesna candidate numbers. You have a good backup goalie in Scott Wedgwood only making $1 million. So the Stars seem to have divided up their money pretty effectively so far this season. Uh, and I know one of the biggest you know, questions going into the year is what kind of production the team would get from their veterans, especially Ben and Sagan. And as of right now, those guys are delivering pretty much to the best of their abilities. I mean, Ben is nearly at a point per game, and Tyler uh, sometimes goes games without scoring points, but then it really seems like when he scores points, he's getting three or four in a game, and whenever he's scoring goals, they, they look like vintage Tyler Sagan goals. And so you, I, I feel like if you're a Stars fan and you've been upset with what we've seen from Ben and Sagan, I feel like that is rightfully so, to, to feel frustrated and upset with what we've seen from those two, with how much money they're making. I think you have to be pleased with the production that we've seen from them so far this season. Uh, Jamie Benn especially has been a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Uh, really kind of having a slow start to the season on the stat sheet, and he's really heated up over the past week or so. He's been phenomenal. Tyler Sagan had a pretty hot start to the year and seems to be playing pretty consistently across the board. Really like what I'm seeing from him. And then you even have, you know, newcomers on the team like Mason Marchment, who's producing at a high level and making pretty decent money. Colin Miller not making too much money, but finding ways to produce and be a good you know, part of this team who contributes night in and night out. So if you look at this team and you look at the cap friendly page, you look at the stats page on NHL.com or wherever else you look at your hockey stats, you have to be pleased with the production on this team, uh, not just for the sake of putting up numbers and winning games and scoring goals, but also the production that we're getting from them based on the kind of money uh, that they're making and the value that they provide to this team overall. It's a really exciting part and kind of a, you know, something that maybe you don't always think about when you're watching the games, but Seems like as of right now, the Stars are getting very good value for what they're paying for so far this season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in, making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you like the show, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or review. It's free and it helps the show out a ton and lets people know that other people out there enjoy the show, enjoying the daily Dallas Stars content that we provide here. Be sure to find and follow us on social media as well at Locked On Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And we'll be right back here tomorrow. Be sure to tune in. We'll be bringing you a game preview of the Stars Tuesday night matchup with the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that uh, they had played a pretty good game with the last time they met up. It was a very low scoring game, but the Stars pitched a shutout against the Lightning and always, uh, I feel like, going to be a little bit of bad blood when these teams get together because the Stars did lose in the Stanley Cup Finals to them just a couple years ago. So should be a fun matchup in West Florida. And we're going to get you covered here with the pregame, with the preview, everything you need to know about both teams going into the matchup. But I hope you guys enjoy your Monday. Stay warm, stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>